Greetings, everyone, and a very warm welcome to another edition of Marketing the Invisible. I'm Tom Poland, beaming out to you as ever from Little Castaways Beach in Queensland, Australia. Joined today by Satita Yang. Satita, g'day from down under. Very warm welcome. Where are you hanging out? From uh, Denver, Colorado. Yeah, and I was just saying before to you, there's something in the water over there. We have so many clients in that part of the world. I guess it's a it's a nice place to live. I think it's the mountains. Yeah, the mountains, the mountains, the mountains. Yeah, hard to beat, particularly in winter. And the dry weather. Right, because of the altitude. <laughs> sure. Good combo. So, And also the culture there is, I've heard amazing things about the the culture, the, the open-mindedness and the care and concern that people have. Anyway, enough of Denver. <laughs> Let's get on with the interview. Um, Sadita is an entrepreneur and digital marketing enthusiast with a passion for helping businesses push for growth. A very interesting background because worked with this big tech corporate, sorry, worked for a tech, corporate tech, got taken over by Google and decided to branch out on her own and has never looked back. So the specialty, which is incorporated in the title, is how to grow a B2B SaaS company and generate more growth. And so if you're a B2B SaaS company, this is going to be right in your wheelhouse. But if you're not, you're still going to get some ideas. So Satita, our time starts now. Question number one, who is your ideal client? So it's exactly what's in the title, B2B SaaS companies. And typically they, you know, I'll, I'll work with companies who just receive seed funding through a VC or angel investors well into, you know, companies that have now surpassed their series C funding. Perfect. And yeah, so it's typically just in the B2B SaaS. We don't have a specific like company size, but those are the companies that tend to come to us because they're really looking for right. And I'm interested and intrigued, B2B, but business to consumer as much. Is there a reason for that? You know, as a marketer, you should know your target persona before you launch your company, right? Or you should have an idea of who they yeah. are. But I think for me, it just happened that way. I was blogging for two years straight about digital marketing strategies. And funny enough, at that time, back in 2010, 2011, C-level executives started reading my blog posts and they would reach out and they just right. happened to be B2B SaaS. Right. And, they are, and they are very different markets and very different psychologies. Thank you for that. Six minutes left. Question number two is what's the problem you solve for them? The number one thing is typically around lead generation and demand generation. So the need right. to attract the right audience that's going to actually adopt the product. And then once that actually takes place, instituting the right processes, tools, and even expertise to track and measure everything so they can understand overall ROI. Sounds like a pretty deep rabbit hole. Yeah. You know, a lot of complexities, a lot of things to it, a lot of things you bring together in one place to make it all work. So let's go to question number three, and we've got five minutes left. What are some of the typical symptoms that your ideal clients are experiencing in their business before they reach out and start working with you? Right. I think the biggest thing is lack of growth. And I would say the primary thing is wasted marketing dollars. That's without any sort of accountability or uh, right. Ouch. accountability to show this is what we spent, this is what we've received in return. Right. So it's like, yeah, 50% of our marketing is working. We just don't know which 50% it is, or maybe not even that. But let's throw some more money at it. And after a while, that the money starts running out. So we're talking, uh, question number four, four and a half minutes left, we're talking about very you know, assertive, growth-orientated organizations that are really determined, really committed. So they're going to be trying a lot of stuff probably before they find your more effective solution. What are some of the common mistakes, therefore, that you see these B2B SaaS marketers making? Let's save some people some time and some money by telling them what they should avoid. 
Yeah, I mean, I think this is a little bit, you have to think about it as like a marathon more so than a sprint itself. And I understand in their world, time is money and they have a limited amount of that as well, which then cuts back on the time. I think the most important thing is to bring value to your target audience. And the best way to do that is when, whether you're pushing out a piece of content or advertising, it's to not try to sell them. I think people are pretty tired of being sold to. Right. And authenticity plays a huge role into ensuring that you're attracting the right audience. Isn't it amazing that, you know, transparency, authenticity, honesty can be such a huge differentiator? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, but, but, and, and it's, it's great that it is, it's great that the opportunity is there. So question number five, and we've got three minutes left, one valuable free action. So this is kind of like a top tip. It's not going to solve the whole problem for people, but it might take them a step in the right direction. Yeah, I would say I eat my own dog food. Do what I did, <laughs> which is write really valuable content that showcases your expertise and the problem that you solve in the marketplace and, you know, learn how to distribute that properly. Because when you do, mm. you'll make sure that it's distributed in places where your target audience exists right. and has a presence and your ability to actually start conversations with them and then engage with them is going to be a lot higher. I want to buy your book. I don't know if you've written one yet, but as soon as you do, I'm going to buy it. Okay. Sounds great. And I'm pretty sure it'll <laughs> Give be me a, a good publisher. Let's I, get this going, Tom. I'm sure it'll, pretty sure it'll be a New York Times bestseller. Two minutes left. Thank you for that. Question number six, one valuable free resource. Where can people go to find out more about your work? Well, obviously I throw out my website, right? SutitaYang.com. I blog a ton. I have about 15,000 entrepreneurs and marketers who are subscribed to my email list. And I just love providing valuable free resource that other entrepreneurs and marketers alike can take advantage of. So the, there's a wealth of information there, folks. So S-U-T-T-I-D-A-Y-A-N-G.com. Go get it. Thank you for that, Satita. Question number seven, and we've got 90 seconds left. What's the one question I should have asked you but didn't? So we're really focused on work, but I think one of the most important things is what motivates me to continue doing what I do. And I think this should apply to anybody that's you know listening in today. And it's all about ensuring that you're doing something you love, that you jump out of bed mm. every morning, excited to do, and that you're actually making an impact on not just your lifestyle, but your community and larger than that. Beautiful. Sudita Yang, thank you so much for your time, your insights and experience well beyond the years of your life here <laughs> on Earth. Thank you, Tom. Take care. Cheers. Thanks for checking out our Marketing the Invisible podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. It's very much appreciated. And if you want to generate five fresh leads in just five hours, then check out www.5hourchallenge.com.